Hey everyone, welcome to episode 214 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. This is week two of our summer series. Andy and Jeff are out of town this week, and so, hey, it's yours truly as we continue in this summer series called This Is Whole Life. This year, instead of preparing messages, we talked a little bit about it last week, Andy has been sitting down with each of our four guests, and it's actually five when you consider who was there this week because there was a couple. There was two. And he is kind of interviewing them with questions about their perspectives, about what it means to live in the now, even when the now is also the unknown in our new normal or at least temporary normal, for now normal, whenever this normal becomes the normal? I don't know, but it seems to change from day to day. This current crisis has forced our lives into a new normal. Though some have found good things in the forced pause, change isn't always welcome and can sometimes cause resentment. How does looking outside of ourselves into the work and sacrifice of others change this perspective? How might we be conveyors of encouragement? So this week, as Pastor Andy sat down with Whole Life members, Dr. Vincent and Grace Shu, who are both frontline workers in the fight against COVID-19, and it's a little bit, you know, if you remember last week, Andy sat down with Olga Melnick, and she shared their family story about them becoming infected with the pandemic and how they chose to just face it head on. And if you haven't had a chance to watch or to listen to that, you can do that at wholelife.church slash sermons if you want to watch it, or you can swipe up in today's show notes and you can listen to the link in our show notes to our companion podcast, Speaking of Grace, because our takeaway from last week's was everything is under God's control, so it's going to be good, right? Which just allowed that family to face this whole thing, this pandemic, the sickness among the family members, they did it with confidence, just to the point that they were able to say, fear was not part of our experience. So do catch up on that. But this week, again, Andy sat down with Advent Health's Infectious Control Officer, Dr. Vincent Shu, and his wife, Grace. And she is the Safety and High Reliability Coordinator, easy for me to say, at the Advent Health Orlando campus. Now, I've met both Vincent and Grace at church retreat a few years ago over coffee in the A-frame. And looking forward to all the time getting a chance to speak with them. Anytime I get to just talk to them, it's there's always a smile on the face. They always seem to be upbeat and just friendly. And of course, we share a love for coffee, so we always have something to talk about. But it was great to see them uh, in the church talking to Andy. Of course, we were all socially distancing. We were back running cameras and doing all those different things. But that same cheerfulness still came through, even though that every day they go to work, this is what they're dealing with every single day. I know a lot of times we think about it, we listen to it, we see it on the news, and you think, how much more of this can I take in my life? And I'm thinking to myself, they do this every single day. So you know that they're bringing work home with them. They both kind of do the same thing. She has a background in nursing, and he's an infectious disease doctor and some other specialties. So you know that this just has to be almost a consuming thing. And that's really what I wanted to listen when they shared the answers to Andy's questions and about what they've been going through. And what a blessing, though, to be able to speak with two people, again, whose work is just immersed in this as professionals, as patient caretakers, as people that are trying to keep 
patients and visitors and just the community safe, as well as a family trying to protect themselves. Again, just think of all that wrapped up into one, and that was your everyday. And COVID overload like has to be a thing, doesn't it? But what I loved most about listening to them was that these people know way too much about the virus, right? And if there's anyone who should be apprehensive, uh, maybe scared, right? It's got to be them. It should be them. Imagine just coming home every day to your kids after spending that day among patients, among the other caretakers, like being at the highest risk for exposure. And I'm not going to go through every detail of their story because their time with Andy is well-deserving of just your time to watch or listen if you've missed it. And just seeing and feeling their confidence and calm Yeah, it was really, really good. It was reassuring. But in the middle of all this, even with all that said, all that that they're dealing with, their family has found ways to spend more quality time together, even though workdays for mom and dad have been admittedly longer, probably, and more stressful. They've taken precautions through kind of a pragmatic approach to realize that, you know what, it isn't possible to just erase or mitigate all risk. But minimizing the potential risk that they know about, that they're educated about, that they choose to uh, go through as a family, and to get out and do some of the things that they enjoy, but do them as safely as possible. And I think that was a great takeaway because so many people are almost in so much fear that should we leave the house? Should we do anything other than the bare necessities? And I guess that is probably different for everybody. But as I'm listening, my thoughts were, here's two people, again, that are immersed in this every day from a medical, just just from a medical perspective alone. They probably know enough to scare the just the living daylights out of themselves and others. And as a parent, just like the rest of us who maybe aren't in the medical, you know, we're, the same worries are there as well. So how do you go about doing this? And so I really liked the way that both of them were just very calm, very matter-of-factly stating like, yeah, we, you know, we've gone out to eat and here's the kind of the parameters we've chosen as intelligent people, as parents, as a family, and as medical professionals where we feel like, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. There's ways for us to get out and do evening walks. There's ways for us you know, to go maybe to a certain restaurant that is practicing and really putting into place into a few places where it's like, "Mm, that's really not social distancing. And that doesn't really look like this is working. And someone's got their mask down below their nose. And yeah, maybe I don't want to eat here. But the tips that they were giving and how they've approached this really was something that maybe if you're just a little freaked out or you just haven't decided like, I don't know, what's the right thing to do? The right, there's a sea of information out there. And a lot of it doesn't seem that reliable, to be honest. It just doesn't. So here's two people that I trust. Here's two people that are members and friends here at church. And I just appreciated the way they were able to just calmly, coolly, collectively, Put it all together, and it just made so much sense. One of the things that I took to heart, though, from Grace was that something she learned through this process was something Andy wanted to know. What did you learn through this, or what have you gotten better at? And she said, to accept help gracefully. 
And that in turn, she asks the family, is there anything we can do to give back? And maybe it's something as easy as reaching out to someone shut in with a FaceTime call or asking a friend that, you know, maybe doesn't have transportation or they would have to take the bus or a cab or something like that to maybe get groceries. And maybe they're just not comfortable going out right now. Maybe you can pick up groceries for them while you're out. You know, just giving a helping hand wherever you can. Or maybe you're, maybe you're, maybe you have kids and maybe they have other friends that maybe need some help with the homework or who knows, or they just need to, they just need a friend to talk to and they can do a phone call or a text marathon or, you know, whatever it is. And just to have that perception, even in the midst of the long days and dealing with all the things that's going on in their lives, I thought, how great is it to always remember to just give back. And also, it's not always easy to, number one, accept help. Like, I don't need help. She's like, I, she mentioned, you know, I, I'm like a super mom. I can do this. I can, you know, I can work my 10, 12 hour shifts and then I can come home and, you know, make dinner. And, but I can't touch anybody till I've taken off my scrubs and put them in the laundry and taken a shower. And then I can give everybody a hug and, you know, find out about your day. And you have all this, but it's still not easy in the midst of all that to accept help and then to do it gracefully. A wise woman once told me that when someone does something nice for you or they want to help you, just say, thank you. That's all you have to do. And it's not about you. And don't rob them of their joy when they're trying to help you. If the Lord put something on their heart and the Holy Spirit nudged them and said, hey, you know, this person could use a little help today. Are you going to steal that joy? No, just say thank you and accept. And I think that's pretty good advice. And I, I really appreciated that 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 was something that Grace was able to pull out of this and put something meaningful in place for their family and for herself. Uh, for Vincent, one of his takeaways through this whole process has been the realization that we don't have control over everything. And I'm like, oh, now, see, I was hoping he was going to say, now I've got the secret to how you can have control over everything. But we know that's not true. And we know it's better when God has control anyway. But he said, to realize we don't have the control and then recognizing that for those instances when we don't have control, when there's limits to what we can do, we need to leave the rest to God and to his will. Oh, man, that is a lot easier to realize that we should, probably to know that we should, but then to put it into practice. I don't know if you're like me. Ugh, that's a that's a tough one sometimes. And I... I you know it, you want to, because things always go better when we do that, right? I mean, in the end, sometimes, you know, we don't always know in the middle, like how it's going to go. But in the end, we always know that that's the right thing to do. And it always ends up working out better. And we feel better about the time we spent in the middle when we know we've done it the right way. And he based that off of Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And I thought, man, if there was a better text, I know we had a good text last week too, but if there's a better one right now, I can't think of one. For I know the plans I have for you, you, you and me, says the Lord. Who says it? The Lord, for you and me, the plans that he has for us, the Lord, the creator of everything. That's pretty cool. And 
It's even better because they're plans for good, not for disaster. Even though I know it seems like all of life right now is just a little bit of a disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. And that verse and then the ones that immediately follow it, I went through and read the chapter, things before, things after. And, you know, they're always a comforting reminder of what God's plans are for us. Of course, we have to recognize our limits, but leaving the rest to God and to his will. If that's something that we can take through this week and, you know, who knows how long the pandemic sticks around and before things get back to some kind of normalcy or some kind of old normalcy, old normal, I don't know how that's going to work. But anyway, this was just a little piece of the conversation that they had with Andy. And I would, again, just like last week, encourage you to watch or listen, let their confidence in the middle of all this craziness and their lives you know, they've got front row seats to this daily mayhem, unlike probably, I'm sure they could tell us horror stories of things that they've seen and the way they've had to deal with things and probably even the immense pressure that they're both under in their roles in healthcare. Again, just on the front lines of everything that's happening. So it really was reassuring and calming just to see them talking to Andy with hope in their eyes, calm in their voices. And you could tell that they didn't have anything prepared. Everything was just, I don't, even, I don't know if they knew the questions or not. I'd have to ask Andy if they did or they didn't. But it just seemed like everything was so, like we had to, like they were digging for things. Like I, I just need to dig into my heart and answer this question. And so, again, if you're just someone that maybe feels a little like, the, yeah, palms are a little sweaty or, I just feel a little bit more stressed than normal, even during COVID. You know, we've been doing this a while, but I'm still just got the got the jitters. Can't seem to put it all together. Definitely take the time to watch it. the The calm on their face and the smile on their faces, and knowing what they go through, and that we're just really hey, we just need to leave the rest to God and to do his will. And they had some good tips for different things you can do with the family. And uh, it just really was an overall, it was just an uplifting conversation that you don't want to miss. But what about you? Have you found a way that we can leave the rest to God and his will? I mean, how have you been able to do it? Because if you have, I would love to hear how you're doing it. These are the stories that we can share with each other. It uplifts each other. It helps each of us get through these difficult times. So send your questions, comments, anything you might have, answers, maybe insights. Send a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send it an email to podcast at wholelife.church. Someone again last week said wholelife uh, podcast at wholelife.org. I'm like, no, 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 or wholelifechurch.org. No, it's podcast at wholelife.church. A little bit different, but we're all going to get there eventually. It's hard for me to say it. If I don't have notes in front of me, I'm still saying hospitalchurch.org. So don't be like, don't be ashamed. Don't be, uh, don't be embarrassed. It, it happens. Okay. If you send me something, I will definitely read it next week. Or if you have a voicemail you'd like to share, we'll just play it right on it next week, next week's, next week's, next week's episode. All right. Next week continues. Andy will be sitting down next week with Whole Life member Linda Ryan. You, If you saw a church about, I think it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, she had a little section about uh, a little talk about the racial inequality 
in um, in our country and how it's been affecting her and her family. And I'm I didn't haven't heard the conversation, so I am excited to hear it, and I think you will too. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Linda is another person that just always seems to have a smile on her face, a kind word, and so I'm looking forward to that conversation. So that's going to do it for this week. As always, join us on Tuesday evenings for Speaking of Grace. If you want to be able to catch the message and the podcast on the go, easy to listen to format, comes out every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. And of course, next Wednesday, we'll be back as usual, episode 215. So thanks for listening. Have a great week.